Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Messi & Co. I am one of your hosts here, Austin Robard, and we're finally getting to see some of our amazing contributors here on the channel, on the platform, Ashley Silvers is with us, and the one and only IMCF Traveler is here with us as well, showing his face for, I think, the second time ever. Um, so welcome on in. We have a lot of stuff lined up for you, as we mentioned in the premiere episode. A lot of different contributors, all with different facets that they're interested in, they're experts on. And today we're going to showcase a little bit of that as we talk about Messi, of course, and Inter-Miami and all the happenings going on. And we're going to try and do our best to cater to a lot of the fans who have questions today about, you know, tickets, the debut for Lionel Messi, which has been quoted to be July 21st. Uh, but before I get into that, let me introduce, we'll start with Ashley. Ashley, welcome on in. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself and... Um, let them know what you got going on and what you can bring to the table, what you will bring to the table, I should say. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's great to be with you guys. Um, and my name is Ashley. I'm 28. Uh, I'm an Inter-Miami and soccer fan, like everyone here. Uh, but also, I specialize in marketing and sports brands and partnerships and things like that. And so, uh, in terms of what I'm hoping to bring to the show and the content and the contribution, it's going to mainly be about just Messi's impact on the city, on the country, on soccer, sales, on how it's going to work with brands, social media, kids, everything like that, um, sort of the off the field stuff. So I'm really excited. All right. And yeah, there is a lot to talk about there. We've already seen a lot of things going on, a lot of changes happening, which is going to be one of our first topics today. Before we get into all of that, I am CF Traveler. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, please do so and let us know what you're bringing to the table. Well, uh, thank you for having me, Austin. You know, happy to be a part of this. As many know, I am IMCF Traveler. If you're seeing my face for the first time, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm a 24-year-old sports and soccer fan from South Florida, born and raised, and you know, kind of all things Inter-Miami, even rocking the Inter-Miami merch in the first show I'm on. So, yeah, you know, I just bring... A lot of knowledge for Inter-Miami, probably too much for one person, but I bring a lot of knowledge for Inter-Miami and the inner workings of the club and everything that's going on with them. Which is extremely important in a time like this. Both of those things are extremely important that you guys have both mentioned in a time like this because of everything that's going on surrounding Messi and a lot of questions that fans have about what may happen. So the first part of this is 
going to be an informative episode and we're going to cater to everybody who has questions about what's going on in terms of Messi's debut, what to do with tickets. I see questions going out all the time, even though some of the information has already been released by even Jorge Mas himself. Um, there are still things to kind of decipher and, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. So the first things first is Messi's debut. July 21st against Cruz Azul. As we all know, in the League's Cup, it won't be an MLS start for Messi until I think August 20th against Charlotte, which is way down the line. But that's when he's meant to debut in MLS in terms of actually playing for Inter-Miami July 21st. And with that said, I talked about it on the premiere episode. So many people were questioning how in the world were they going to go ahead and fit 18,000 people in front of Lionel Messi? Well, the short answer is they weren't. And there were a lot of discussions that had to be had, a lot of different things that they, the club had to contemplate in terms of what to do in terms of the fanfare that would be surrounding Messi when he stepped onto the pitch. And we're at a point now where we actually have the answer. Jorge Mas had a call with a lot of local reporters and local media and kind of expressed what his intentions were and what the plans were from the club uh, going forward. But before we get into that, I want to talk about some of the internal discussions that they may have had to have because it was not always a guarantee that they were going to build 3000 seats uh, and put them in front of Messi. There were other conversations that had, and maybe for sure it was always going to be, they were going to increase drive pink stadium a little bit for any other shorter games that they had. But in terms of fitting Messi in drive pink, it's not something that was set in stone from the get-go. And it's actually something that's not set in stone going forward as a report came out about the U S open cup final, but we'll get to that in a second. I want to go to IMCF Traveler on this. What were some of the conversations had between the club and let's say somebody like Steven Ross with Hard Rock Stadium or any other type of stadium that could have hosted Inter Miami because they needed to get more people in seats in front of Messi? So Miami had a lot of preliminary discussions on what to do with the arrival of Lionel Messi. The most logical choice to many was I moved the games to Hard Rock Stadium Hard Rock Stadium can seat 65,000 comfortably. It would sell out. Uh, The issue with that, though, was Inter-Miami has a contract with the city of Fort Lauderdale and with Dry Pink Stadium to play their matches there. And Stephen Ross has shown kind of time and time again that while he is a fan of soccer, he's not a fan of American soccer. Uh, he's a very big fan of the idea of bringing foreign league games here. He's gotten in trouble with the U.S. Soccer Federation before for trying to do that. And even with this and with Lionel Messi selling out Hard Rock Stadium, because that's a guarantee, they couldn't come to any sorts of terms there. Uh, there is still a door open for any possible finals, a U.S. Open Cup final, a League's Cup final, a... Uh, MLS Cup final could still be played there, but at this time, no regular season league games or League's Cup games will be played at Hard Rock Stadium. They will be played at Dry Pink Stadium, where they are working as we speak to install about 3,200 new seats in the southeast and northeast corners. Logistically, the 3,200 seats, I mean, it seems very insignificant in terms of the number that could be held uh, to seat, you know, people in front of Messi. However, it's something that I think driving stadium might've needed for any player of this capacity, even somebody a little bit smaller. I mean, they were still getting, you know, 13, 14,000 seats and, you know, sat in the stadium 
um, before Messi joined, when the team was not doing well uh, prior to this announcement and throughout the first half of the season, you know, you still had on a weekend 13,000, 14,000 people there. And now I think it's just going to be obviously even more, but the 3,200 seats are going to help not only, you know, get more people in front of Messi, but it's going to help the club as well. And that's where I want to go to you, Ashley. You saw the ticket prices. You saw the increase in all of this. What does the club need to do in order to cater to as many people as possible who want to enjoy this moment, to enjoy this this set in his this this moment in history, in soccer history in America? I mean, what does the club need to do to make sure that it's enjoyable for the most amount of people, to cater to the most amount of fans, and ensure any type of you know happiness that Messi would bring to the casual fan? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so I think it's there's a couple of different things that are that are going to have to happen and probably won't happen all at first. Um, as we've sort of seen over the last few years and the development of Inter Miami from, I'd say like an infrastructure logistics standpoint, sometimes it, it doesn't always go so smoothly at first. Um, I also think sort of to, to touch on the point earlier about hard rock stadium, I think a big, part of this development and like what the priority for the mosses and just for inter miami in general is going to be is to have the brand lead the charge and you know drive pink stadium it, it's the brand it's the pink it's you know it's all it's this, the team store etc starting off the relationship and the introduction in a place that's covered in teal wouldn't do what they want you know what i mean like when real madrid when the bernabao a couple of years ago was under such heavy construction, they had to play at the training facility. Like it just didn't feel right, you know? And so I think even though it's a small stadium, the intimacy, the branding, the, the locale, the, all of those different things is actually going to help. And I think it's going to make it look even more prestigious. Um, and then in terms of what they have to do a lot, I think the first couple <laughs> games, it's going to still be, there's going to be the parking is going to be difficult. Uh, the merchandise sales is going to be difficult. You know, there's in terms of the facilities itself, there isn't as much food and drink. And, you know, when you go to a game on a Wednesday and it's maybe 11, 12, 13,000, it's still difficult to get the concession and things like that. So I think that's just going to be growing pains. Um, but seeing him in such an intimate setting, I think is going to kind of make up for it for a lot of people. And I want to touch on a couple of those things that both of you have brought up, whether it was the city of Fort Lauderdale and the mosses, but I want to start with the city of Fort Lauderdale and go to Morgan on this, to traveler on this. It's that, you know, there was a, a huge thing with the parking, the yellow lot was the, the, the whole feud behind the yellow lot being taken away. The parking situation, I think it was only for one match, thankfully um, where they were having to park people in lots that they kind of only made up and had shuttles to go across commercial Boulevard to get people to get sat in seats uh, to get to the stadium. There was that. And that was to do with a $1.4 million discrepancy in payments in terms of a building permit. Um, so talk a little bit about that Morgan and talk about a little bit, this announcement that the mayor of Fort Lauderdale came out with in terms of him being able to now happily partner with inter Miami and the building permits behind drive pink stadium and what that will change and how that will benefit the casual getting to a match. So basically, if you go back to the beginning of the 2020 season, when inter Miami was just about to play their inaugural match at dry pink stadium, the yellow lot was actually never part of the club's parking plans back then. What 
you know, we now call like the brown lot, the purple lot, whatever they called it at the the June game. Those were the only parking lots that they had. Uh, And the reason for that was they didn't anticipate needing that much parking. Now, for a 18,000-seat stadium, you need about, I think it's 4,500 parking spots. And they could easily do that between the blue lot, the green lot, and some of these overflow lots. However, then COVID came. They obviously weren't going to build a park during COVID. And then we got all the way to basically the 2022 season where uh, the city started to say to Miami, like, hey, we see you using this, but, you know, we also see that, you know, you owe us some money. What's going on? And for most of the 2022 season, they let it go. At the beginning of the 2023 season, the city slapped a hard deadline on Miami and said, May 31st of 2023, you have to pay us or else we're taking that land that we own back and you can't use it any longer. Miami allowed that deadline to lapse and basically said, we only play one home game in June. We're not going to pay $1.4 million if, you know, for one game. And part of that was strategic. If Miami didn't sign Lionel Messi, theoretically, they didn't need that yellow lot anymore. So they could have just let the payment go. However, the second that Miami signed Lionel Messi, it changed everything. They said, okay, we need this, you know, 10-acre lot that's right next to the stadium to park because every game is going to be sold out. There's going to be, you know, 22 plus thousand people coming to every match now. We need ease of access parking. So Miami did get that paid. uh, And as part of that payment, the city rushed their permit application to add the stands in the northeast and southeast corners. Those permits have now been approved and Miami can move forward with construction of those stands. And I think a lot of what Messi brings, you know, to the city of Fort Lauderdale and to Inter Miami is now a more positive relationship, a more win-win kind of battle between both sides. And the announcement that I was referring to um, from the mayor was, and I quote, I'm pleased to announce that the city and the Inter Miami soccer team have reached agreement on outstanding issues as IMCF Traveler just alluded to, as we look forward to Leo Messi's arrival next month to join the team. So, the mayor himself is stating that it's because of Messi. The $1.4 million in building permit fees owed is being transferred now, yada, yada, yada. The city has agreed to do all it can to expedite the final certificate of occupancy for Driving Stadium, which is what we have just alluded to as well, as fast as possible. And they will continue to allow fan parking on our adjacent property, at least through this season. So that is all fine and well. And I think that it gives Miami a little bit of freedom now all the way through the end of 2023 to figure out, okay, do we need to get a permit somewhere else to, to host matches? Is it going to be crazy? It's kind of like going to be a test run, I think from July 21st on to figure out how it's going to go with Lionel Messi. It's a going to be, it's going to be a working process. As Ashley said, there's going to be a lot of growing pains. I think it's a great way to put it into perspective. There is a lot that they're going to have to figure out, but the, I think building the relationship between the city of Fort Lauderdale and the club was an extremely important first step. And it speaks to 
Lionel Messi's impact on and off the field for Inter Miami. So a lot to be said there, but great information um, from Traveler. Thank you very much for that. And now let's talk about these these ticket prices, Ashley, um, because it, it got a little bit crazy, and I only think it's going to get worse, to be honest with you. Um, it really can't be understated how many people are going to be sat at the stadium or actually just around the stadium in general. The amount of people, the amount of attention that's going to be there is going to be at an all-time high, and it's going to exceed the total capacity. In my opinion, I think there will be people there that don't have a ticket to the game that just want to be around there as much as possible. So that's why you're seeing the increase in price. The demand is at an all-time high, and it's only going to get higher with the signings of Busquets and possibly Alba, who we're going to talk about a little bit later. But let's go. Let's backtrack a little bit to when this all was going down uh, with Inter Miami and with the League's Cup. Tickets were on sale previously, and I think that that's something that a lot of people tend to forget. Four season ticket members, the Cruz Azul match and the Atlanta United match, had a special pre-sale for season ticket members on their own Inter-Miami Ticketmaster account manager. And you were able to buy them for $25, $30, $40. Bucks. $29, yep. $29, there it was. And so then they were pulled away uh, upon Messi's possible announcement. I think they were actually pulled away. The promotion was pulled away Tuesday before it actually was fully announced. Then you saw a ton of increase in prices, um, not only on Ticketmaster, but on which was having issues on Tuesday night, actually, if I remember correctly. And then you saw on third party ticket sites like GameTime, StubHub and SeatGeek, the influx in prices. And when I say influx in prices, this is maybe, you know, 100 percent, 200 percent going up to about like $100, $120 tickets. And even then it's like, wow, this is getting steep. Messi hasn't even said anything yet. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Then Wednesday comes and all hell breaks loose. Everything just goes absolutely through the roof. So tell me if you have any personal experience with that. I know a lot of us on the other side do in terms of trying to contact ticket representatives. I've had a lot of people come to me and, and say things about, you know, messages they've gotten from their reps. And I'll, I'll go to both of you guys on this, but Ashley, you first, the experience in terms of the ticketing and how Miami has to go about this, you know, what, what has gone on and what have you seen? Yeah. So it's, um, 
maddening is one word for it. But uh, yeah, it was starting at $29 uh, for season ticket members to purchase the Cruz Azul tickets. Uh, within 24 hours, the cheapest ticket was then $329, which is a surge of 1,034% in terms of prices. And now it's it's even higher. Um, we could see from just followers alone, I mean, obviously this, this uh, statistics went a lot through social media and made the rounds, but, you know, that Tuesday, Inter-Miami was at uh, just over a million followers. As of right now, it is at 8.4 million. So it's it's pretty amazing what's been happening. And, uh, you know, in terms of the value of it, I think, like I touched on earlier, the idea that it's an intimate setting to watch Messi is um, it's actually going to really play to the advantage of Inter Miami for this first year, because uh, if they do decide to in- increase prices from a Ticketmaster standpoint, like obviously the scalping, and then you get them on the tick picks and the game times, etc. But just from if they want to increase their standalone prices, they absolutely can, and they'll be able to see quite a margin for it. And um, I mean, away tickets also. Like I know you didn't ask this, but do you know that? The game against the New York Red Bulls um, in August, the ticket prices have increased by 1,236%. For LAFC, the game, uh, it was originally the 15th highest selling event for the uh, the year in terms of people getting tickets for that game against uh, Inter-Miami. It is now number one. And that's going to happen everywhere. We've seen other stadiums have said that they're going to that that use football stadiums are opening up their third tier of seating for this already. Atlanta is an example. I think not Cincinnati, maybe Chicago, Chicago, yeah, Chicago and Charlotte, I believe. Exactly. And so, um, yeah, it's going to be it's it's going to be a pretty big phenomenon. And uh, I think that this is just the tip of the iceberg. I'm curious to see what the ticket, the season ticket holder prices are going to be next year. Um, but yeah, craziness over a thousand percent increase in prices. And he still has, it still hasn't been fully announced. Like that's the part that's funny. Like Lionel Messi has not posted yet on social media. The contract has not been signed and posted saying I'm an inter Miami player. And still this is it. And it's just the tip of the iceberg. And the same goes for Sergio Busquets as well, which is just adding to the value. And I, you know, at some point the league's cup tickets when, you know, the minimum ticket on Ticketmaster was over a thousand dollars. And I saw upwards of of $3,000 on uh, for a regular price ticket. Uh, And now they've been, they've been pulled off of the site again. And that is a lot to do with, and what we've all heard um, not with inter Miami themselves, but the league actually ended up taking control of the sale of these tickets and the you know any any type of procedure that they, that had to go on was actually through the league and not through Inter Miami. So the reason they were pulled down originally, the reason they're pulled down now, is a lot to do with not only the ticketing sites themselves, but the league just denying the opportunity because of everything that's about to happen and kind of trying to have some sort of control. Um, and I now- also just really quickly, I just add for that that I think that they're going to try. And keep that relationship with Inter Miami positive and with Inter Miami fans, like the fans who have season ticket holders, things like that. Like, I think I'm not 100% sure, and we'll see logistically, but I think they are going to try, at least in the beginning, to get the tickets into the hands of fans and existing season ticket holders because Inter Miami is going to start to really have the ball in their court. And MLS uh, and all the different tournaments are going to do whatever they can to have 
Lionel Messi pay, play on one of their games. So, right. you know, it's going to start being where they'll make so much money in terms of like the TV revenue, the sponsorships, and then resale tickets that I think that we're, it's not going to be a free for all as maybe people think in the beginning. I think it may eventually become that, but I, I'm curious to see how that plays out. Trav, are we expecting, um, you know, a sort of priority for longtime season ticket members for those kinds of tickets? So what I heard yesterday when I spoke to members inside the club was if you're a season ticket member, keep a very close eye on your email. Uh, They expect to have updates on not only the two leagues cup matches, but the remainder of the season, because you have to remember season ticket holders right now do not have tickets in their account past this weekend's game. So a lot of season ticket holders are getting antsy. A lot of them are, you know, throwing out wild accusations that are unfounded and untrue. But just keep a very close eye on your email. And a big thing to remember, too, is at the start of this season, Miami had 13,500 season ticket members. Ever since the signing of Lionel Messi was uh, announced, they have received over 36,000 deposits for next season. <laughs> Which is, it's insane. And that's why a lot of it, you know, when, when thinking about the logistics of the numbers that you just put out, you can put, you know, the 13,000 and the 36,000. Now we're at 49,000. You got 49,000 season tickets to go sit at Hard Rock Stadium and you've got secured people in seats no matter what. But now it's collecting deposits and, not being able to guarantee anybody a possibility at even seeing Messi play other than people that were already locked into season tickets uh, before the season. And Ashley spoke a little bit about the prices and just, you know, for everybody's knowledge here, if I'm not mistaken, the lowest season ticket price that I had personally seen was $428 for the entire season of 2023 in 2022 you're able to buy a ticket for 2023 around black friday for 428 dollars, and that was for you know the 17 games plus the two u.s open cup games that they were offering inter miami now has a product that will sell almost no matter what they put the price for you have the 30 you have the interest so expect a rise in prices because in terms of a business model that is what makes sense. They have the interest. They can raise the prices. They have 50,000 people interested in season tickets for 2023 and 2020 or 2024, sorry, and, and so on in terms of Messi's tenure. You are going to have to pay a little bit more forward to watch an increased product on the pitch. That's something that I know a lot of people are most likely going to be upset about, but that's just kind of the, the nature of business, especially in the sports industry. When the product gets better, the prices get better get higher and that's what we've seen with third-party tickets with the transferring of tickets the sale of tickets i think even right now if you go ahead and try and find a ticket for the austin fc match that is happening on july 1st even those ticket prices i don't think you're gonna be able to get them for two dollars on StubHub anymore in the general the general stands it's not going to happen the interest in inter miami is at an all-time high so everything is increasing even without messi actually being on the pitch um and you know, there's a lot to be said for what his impact is off the field. We're going to talk more about it throughout the rest of the season and through his tenure here on Messi and co with Inter Miami. But this is just the beginning and it's only, only time will tell how much else will change. Um, with all that said, uh, let's talk a little bit about on the field 
instead of off the field. Uh, Inter Miami played on Saturday. Uh, they lost to the Philadelphia Union. They sit you know, with a seven-game losing streak at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. Not a great performance all around. And I, I don't really want to focus too much on the performance other than what Messi can do to bring this team better. But I want to focus a little bit on, you know, what Busquets will bring, what Messi will bring, and possibly now what Jordi Alba may bring with the injury to Franco Negri into Miami starting left back through the first 20 games of the season in all competitions. Um, he was just announced to have gone through an ACL injury. He will be having surgery this week, and it is expected um, by Baptist Health and the team and all the medical professionals there that he's out for the rest of the season. Uh, that he joins a very, very long, unfortunate list of Inter Miami players to have gone through something like this. And now the timing of a third messy friend that has been teased by the owner, Jorge Mas, makes more sense than ever. Because a lot of times when people were talking about Jordi Alba to the club, I know myself and Trav have had a, a ton of discussions about it. It doesn't really make sense. You have Negri there. Um, you have McVeigh that can play there who, you know, has been a very unpopular player in 2023, despite being a very popular one in 2022. You have Noah Allen, who's come up and through the ranks. And now you're going to go ahead and bring in a guy like Jordi Alba to compete for a starting spot with three other guys on the depth chart. It doesn't make sense. And now your start is out for the rest of the season. How much more sense does Jordi Alba make for Inter-Miami? How much more sense does another messy friend make for Inter-Miami? And how eager are Miami going to be to get this deal across the line and make an announcement like they did with Sergio Busquets? So my big thing is, and it's been the thing that's thrown me off for the past week. Look at, look back to the Jorge Moss teaser of the three jerseys and where it just said, see, you have Messi, you have Boosie. Who's the third C or, or, when we just put out the messy announcement and then the happy birthday to we all know messy, what letter was missing? E. E. Yeah, it was an E. So this has to be a hint. Like <laughs> it, right. it was a hint to Boosie because yeah. they went Boosie, but now they've left out the E. So for me, that's throwing me off. And I'm a I'm a weird conspiracy theorist, but <laughs> I can't see that being Jordi Alba. Where does that fit? He doesn't have an E. He doesn't have an SI. Is it Jordi Alba? I think, I think, and again, crazy. I think it's Iniesta. Mm. That that could be a possibility but do you bring how i mean how old is iniesta now let's be honest i mean 40? granted he's been he's been doing well in germany or not germany sorry japan, japan. for quite some time yeah. uh with resell kobe and i just i don't see that happening just logistically um and, and i think they really want a defender i think if they're going to do another dp or a big spending it's going to be for a defender it has well, to be it has to be <laughs> Iniesta's not going to be expensive. Like that's true. Pay that, that's pay true. That dude, like two hundred and fifty grand for the year, and be like, you know, here, stay with Messi. You know, we'll pay for your place. Boom, done. Yeah, we'll put I you mean, up so in that's... an apartment. 
awesome commercial. <laughs> if it, yeah, right. Commercial power line. We'll, we'll set you right up, uh, right, right next to the Dunkin' Donuts. Um, <laughs> I, but I think... no, I, I do think that now this makes a Jordi Alba signing even more likely. You know, right. I think that as long as Miami had Franco Negri, there was always going to be a certain hint of doubt to it because you don't need two starting left backs on the roster. No, you know, look at where we were before when we had, you know, uh, you know, where we had Kieran Gibbs and, you know, let's say Joven Jones, you know, or Chris McVay, both on the roster. It's a waste of money. So now though, now it makes sense. Now our starting left backs done for the year. You can sign Jordi Alba on basically a cheap TAM deal for the remainder of the year. You know, do what I lovingly call the Gareth Bale special. Cheap TAM deal for the rest of the year. Next year, he can be a DP. And it lets us kick our can down the road a little bit and figure out our problems in the year. Yeah, I I can see that, especially with the... Not the not really the speculation anymore. The reports that Sergio Busquets will also be a DP, even though it was it was a possibility beforehand that you would see them um, try and get him under a TAM deal. You have Messi as a DP coming in and Busquets as a DP coming in. And right now on your roster, you have Leonardo Campana as a DP. You have Gregory as a DP and you have Rodolfo Pizarro as a DP. Um, I have seen and I think it is kind of easy to tell just based off of contracts. Uh, that Gregory and Campana can be easily brought down um, or bought down, I should say, by general allocation money to free up those two spots. Miami have enough of that. They've dealt enough of it away despite the allegations, or not the allegations, the uh, the sanctions uh, that they were hit with a couple of years ago. Chris Henderson has done a phenomenal job at freeing up some money to be able to have some flexibility within the roster, which would leave Campana as, or which, yeah, which would leave, not Campana, it would leave actually Pizarro as your only DP and to ship him off would be the most beneficial thing that they could possibly do um, to get all three spots open for somebody like Jordi Alba to come in and and be it for your third year. But they would have to buy down Gregory every season, Campana every season um, that they're under contract for. So there's a lot of the logistics that have to be worked out, but with Messi and Busquets as a DP, it's now about that third person. And if Iniesta makes the most sense to come in on a cheap deal, that's something that they might just go ahead and trigger because why the hell wouldn't you? And the same thing goes for Jordi Alba. Now it's not only just a, um, you know, a flashy signing and somebody who's going to bring attention to your club in terms of Jordi Alba. It's now a personnel fit. It's an absolute personnel fit. That's going to, you know, boost your chances to the playoffs, which granted are very low at the moment uh, for the rest of the season, because you need a defender. So a lot of work has to be done. And a lot of work has been done on the marketing side. Ashley, I wanted to ask, have you enjoyed what Miami have done with the marketing side of this? And do you think that there's a little bit more that needs to be done? Or are they kind of stuck right now because nothing's been officially signed? Yeah, it's a really good question. I think that both. I think I, I love what Moss did with the three uh, with the three jerseys. I love the messy and, I you know, the graffiti. Uh, and same with Busquets. I think it's a really great theme. And I, I think that we're not seeing the full thrust of it yet because it's not official, right? And I think once it is, is then we're going to see um, of a larger scale marketing effort. Um, you know, a really interesting statistic is that there's over 62 million um, Hispanic Americans right now, as opposed, according to the last uh, census. And 
from a social media perspective and a marketing perspective, from a sponsorship perspective, you're going to really see, I mean, the tie-ins already between, you know, the Hispanic community and soccer in America is obviously the most predominant. But in terms of sort of, ex- not exploiting, but but really elevating how Messi is going to tie into that, you're going to see a lot more, I think, uh, Spanish-speaking sponsors. You're going to see a lot more pure uh, Spanish messaging in terms of the marketing efforts. And I just think an overall evolution about, you know, how it's going to be, it's, it's meant to now MLS is going to be looked at as an international league, right? Like you have the five main leagues in Europe. You, we obviously are seeing what's happening in Saudi Arabia. Uh, and also obviously in Latin America, Brazil, Argentina, you see that they're, they have, they're becoming more so international viewed leagues. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen with MLS. And I think that Inter Miami are going to try and really sort of be the pioneers of it, of bridging that gap and reaching the international fans, which is why Apple TV ended up, you know, the first year everyone a bit skeptical um, is going to turn out to be probably one of the, I think probably is going to go down as one of the smartest sports media decisions of the 21st century because uh it's it's easy to watch in over 100 countries and think about now you know in america premier league it's pretty easy to watch but like league one um the french league uh la liga etc sometimes much more difficult to watch and you can't watch all the games and so being able to be anywhere in the world over 100 countries for one fee and being able to watch messi and hd every single week um, it's going to just drive an enormous amount of revenue and that's going to end up being benefiting all of MLS and then all of Adidas. And then that money is going to be put back into the infrastructure of these teams. It's going to increase the amount of money that rosters are going to be able to spend to continue to get these good players. It's going to continue building the stadiums. It's going to continue building the community and all of these things are going to really start to add up. So that's a long winded answer, but yes. No. And it's a perfect answer because it kind of just teases everything that we're going to continue to talk about here on Messi and Co. Because all of the things that you just described there at the end are other topics that we can spend another 35 minutes talking about because of the impact of Messi himself on the league, on the club and everything like that. And I, I will say this too, to your, your pre your, your first point, your primary point about how Inter Miami wants to become this global international brand. They really did that even before Messi. I think they, I mean, you think about the name in and of itself. You think about a lot of the Spanish content that they put out. The the fan base is La Familia, just off of the name alone is one. The Spanish chants are one. So very multicultural already. And now even with the possibility to do that to a higher degree to reach a, a broader audience, Miami have always had the plan to implement themselves as a global brand. And with Messi being on the roster, it makes it all the much more easy uh, for them to be able to do that. So another really, really good point there. Um, and I, I think we're going to, we're going to cut it there. We, we kind of covered a lot here in a very short amount of time. We're going to get someone to some on the field stuff, um, you know, closer to the debut of Lionel Messi. So stay tuned for all of that. If you want to go ahead and check out the five reasons sports YouTube channel, um, on, another contributor of ours, John Carlo did a really great job breaking down the defensive woes against the Philadelphia union. If you want to get into some inter Miami tactical discussion, again, we will get into much more of that later on down the line. But for now, we're all still trying to dissect the impact of Messi on Inter-Miami, on MLS, on America's, American sports as a whole. Uh, we're going to take that week by week in English and in Spanish. So be on the lookout for both episodes every single week here on Messi and Co. and Five Reasons Sports. Ashley, Traveler, thank you so much 
for coming on. We will see you guys very soon on our English side. Uh, for Alejandro in the back, thank you very much. And make sure you stay tuned to our Twitter and to the Five Reasons Sports um, Network YouTube channel for all of the Messi and Co. content that is to come. We're, we're going to be covering Messi on a day-to-day basis from top to bottom on every little impact that he's going to have. And everything just gets exciting as the days goes on. So with that said, thank you very much, everybody. And we will see you guys next time here on Messi and Co. Thank you. Thank you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.